And with the sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! Hooray! And I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Addercup. And this is this thing we do now. As sponsored by Clang. Yes. Yes. Don't, it's true. Don't say it that way. No, it's true. It's totally true. We are sponsored by Clang now. <sighs> they said we can't do many more episodes that make people cry. Yes. So I mean, Clang is pro making people cry, but not because they're touched or you right. know remembering having, a great artist and, or and, having human responses. Yeah, they don't really understand yeah. those. So no. no. So thankfully, fingers <laughs> no. crossed, we won't have to do any more for a while. Yeah. There'll be no. There'll be no more. There'll be no more tributes to great musicians that we love. You hear that, great musicians that we love? Yes. No more tributes. Yes. No more dying. Yes. Because another couple dropped dead over this past week. Like, you know. Oh, no, there's been a, there's been a We're done. And we're done with it. We're done with it. We're We're not doing it anymore. So you can just stop. No. Just stop. We're having a boycott on that kind of thing. We're boycotting it. We're boycotting death. Yes. And we have that kind of power. <laughs> sure. Sure we do. We work for Clang now. We're we're we not a hundred percent sure what their policies are. Well, no, what kind of firepower they oh, have. Oh yeah. Also the fact that, that I feel like one of their projects is uh reanimating the dead to as a oh, workforce. It's totally one of their yes, projects. So I feel like um yeah, so maybe hey. Hey, well actually maybe we'll see David Bowie soon. Yeah, that's right. We might you know we might see a whole bunch of people yes. soon. Yeah. No. So we have that to look forward to. You ever want to be... see Kurt Cobain play guitar for I don't know, Beethoven? <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> Thanks, Clang. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that'll be lovely. Uh, I don't know that, that would no, be lovely. That's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, uh so after our tumultuous emotional Heavily, I don't know. It was emotionally heavy last week. I know. I'm. I'm sorry. I feel sorry for the for our listeners. <laughs> Unless they skipped that episode. Unless you skipped it because you were <laughs> right, smart. Yeah. Because you know. Because <laughs> they went nope. Because yeah. Just honestly, who skipped right ahead? And then and then and then three days later, actually, two days later, two or three days later, after we recorded said episode then we've heard that um alan rickman had passed yeah who is also we he is not necessarily a musician no but as a thespian actor of the stage and screen also just is, as a snarky snarky man with a beautiful yes, voice that that yes that was also that was hard too. that was very sad and also and at that point i kind of almost felt like i i have no more I have no more, <laughs> I have no more tears to shed. Like, I just felt, I felt emotionally uh, empty. Uh, well, that's why I was, that's why I was, the boycott, boycotting. Yes. yes. No more. So we're not doing it anymore. No. No. Nope. There will be no more tears shed because. 2016 already reached quota. Yes. So yes. we expect another 11 months of just smooth sailing. Yes. Yes. Of good, some good news would be nice for, for once. <laughs> A new airship. Oh, well. That would be nice. I mean, that's why we're working here. That's why we're here. That's the end goal. Supposedly, we might get one. Mm. Of course. 
they don't trust the. Well, there were they. They said we could get one, but then they also mentioned things like quotas and peer reviews. Yes. Which, in my experience, I know that you don't have much experience with these kinds of things. I don't even know what those words mean. Um, having not worked in a. No, I was well, a just librarian. having not worked. I was a librarian. I actually worked. You. I've worked. I'm sorry, librarians, and I'm sure that there are many librarians, well, no, several there's... of whom I know personally, who are going to disagree with me at this point. But yeah, quotas and peer reviews not generally a part of li- no, library that is true. science. That is true. I don't generally have to write down how many people I have helped with my reference material. Right, right. Or... You're, you're generally not like I like I'm... I use the card catalog 27 times today. No, right. I don't usually have to write. Somebody's that down. not coming up to you and being like, "Well, Emmett, on your shift." We have noticed that not quite as many people have checked out DVDs as on Emily's shift. And we're just wondering why that might be. What do you think that Emily is doing different than you might be doing? So oh, that's she's not growling at people and snarling and making that face of leave me the heck alone because I'm trying to do this research. Well, yeah, that's I mean, that could be why. part of it. That's Usually, why? <laughs> but see, in in a, in a in a peer review scenario, you can't say that. Oh, you can't be like, well, Emily just puts them in people's bags and pretends that they checked them out. Oh, yeah. So, so you, that... you have you have to you have to come up with a theory as to why you're not as good at your job as your peers are. That's oh. what a peer review means. Oh, a I peer don't... review means you have been failing. Please make up a reason why. Oh. I can and make that is the reason. Well, yeah, I mean that's generally. I don't care. See there again, you you don't you don't understand. You don't understand because you had because these students are idiots. You you and they asked me for a blue book you, on art. Right, you worked and, in a library. Your oh, yes. your well, yes, your ex- your paycheck was not dependent upon your ability to schmooze other people. Oh, and as a con artist. Yeah, well, as a con artist, my paycheck (laughs) is directly tied to my ability to schmooze other people. And this may surprise you, but I have held straight jobs. Really? Yes. I I am surprised. I have worked in kitchens. Honest to God. I have worked selling people insurance. Granted, that insurance was for alligator attacks, so the one kind of crosses over to the other. But I was not the proper... Propagator, prop, proper, what's the word I'm looking for? Proprietor oh, of yes. the alligator insurance. I was just a lowly cog in the wheel. Oh, yeah, of the so, alligator. So, uh, of the alligator insurance industry. So by any chance, did you happen to own alligators? No, 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 no. See, like, there, there weren't you, any you, real oh, wait, alligators. Are you for or against alligator You're attacks. selling insurance to people to... Mitigate against alligator oh, attacks, okay. and so you don't want your clients to actually suffer an alligator attack because right. then you have to pay out. What right. you want to do, which is what you want to do in all forms of insurance, tell me I'm wrong, <laughs> is collect as much money as possible and, not and pay, pay out. out as little. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. So you don't want the you don't want the catastrophe to happen. You don't want your clients to suffer a loss. You want their neighbors who aren't signed up with you to suffer a loss. Uh, because then it scares them into you know paying oh. their premiums. So then you 
So then you have so yeah, the, you're releasing so then you alligators. Have alligators at the neighbors of the person that you want right. to sign. Uh, well, not necessarily so neighbors, that, like several houses okay. down, because you don't want them to accidentally wander onto the property that of you have person. insured. Oh yes, right. okay. But you want to make sure that they know that it is obviously a possibility. It's a possibility. It's within the realm of possibility, especially when someone is parking alligators in your front yard. Yes. Exactly. Ah, right. And then when you're going door to door, it's like it'd be a shame. If an alligator like, showed up in your pool, you know it did happen here last week. I'm, d- you know, I'm just saying. Just don't, don't you love your family? So, don't you love so your family enough to protect them? You're making it sound like the insurance com- business is is sleazy. I would never. Those words never left my mouth. Sleazy and and un, and in, un, unscrupulous. I never said any such thing. All I said is that I worked in it. I, well, That's, you can draw your own conclusions. I, I am. I'm sure our listeners are, too. Have, by the way, have we insured Gertrude? Not for our alligator attacks. <laughs> well, I would like to take a look at our policy and see what exactly kinds of uh, liabilities we're I covered for. I believe Betty Sackface took care of that. Betty Sackface got eaten. Well, uh, Betty Sackface 2. Betty Sackface 2 is not... I don't trust her. I don't trust her. Oh, She's wow. not my lawyer. She's not my sack of potatoes. She's not my candidate. <laughs> You heard it here first. Betty Sackface Trucer. <laughs> oh, okay, so um, I don't I think you should just push I, a button. <laughs> There's nothing we can follow that <laughs> no, up with. Not at all. We've been the pride of Romania since 1201. Passed on for generations, father to son. Descended from gypsies. As proud as we can be, don't risk my curse, it could be worse. Embrace your family tree. Join the family business, learn the family trade. Make yourself a monster, make the world afraid. Join the family business, you must take the family name. Follow in our footsteps and you'll win eternal fame. The Ropefords are celebrated for their Roper cheese. The Rothschilds are famous for their wines. Hershey's have their chocolates and Lipton's have their teas. When it comes to making monsters, you can't beat the Frankensteins. Join the family business, rob a grave or two. Stop the shop from closing, it all depends on you. Uphold the family honor, you must toe the family line. Join the family business, join the family business. Join the family business, for your name is Frankenstein. Meet your family! Grandfather Mordecai Join the family business, boy, if you don't want to die As you know, predestination from the day of your creation Has determined your vocation, that's a fact Because you are a Frankenstein You have no choice, you can't decline So show some spine It's time to sign the family pact This is your fate Become a Frankenstein before it's too late We know you won't regret it You should express your willingness
family enterprise Best be prudent, best be wise Time to open up your eyes Join the family business Join the family Individuals, we believe everyone is special, irreplaceable, and will follow the thing to walk in front of it. That's why we celebrate all individuals, even ones going nowhere. Clang, because you can't spell individual without clang, and you, and an L, and some other letters.
Vodka with something stupid. Before that, we had Squirrel Nut Zippers with Bad Businessmen and Roger Bart and Ensemble with Join the Family Business from the Young Frankenstein musical. Yes. Um. Oh, yeah. Man. I was totally going to say something and I totally forgot what it was. Uh, I was well, going to talk about some things. Oh, I was going to talk about if you like this thing we do and would like us to come to your area. Oh, a road trip, one yes, might say. Yes, we are, we are in the planning stages of, of, some, of planning out some travel <laughs> so across... 2016. Yes, 2016. Great we were trying to... Last year was, was our year of the hustle. <laughs> it was kind of a half hustle. <laughs> Most of the hustle... Half a second, I thought you were going to say it was the year of the hassle. It was, well... 
the hassling hustle, mostly because we, most of the hustle was at the end of the year. (laughs) So so we spent the, we spent the first half relaxing, relaxing and chilling all cool. Yes. And then, and then the last half of the, of the year was very filled with, fraught with travel and (laughs) and lots of, oh my gosh, we have a lot to do in this short period of time. So this year, I would like to get a head start on it. Oh, good good plan. And try and get some of some travel things out of the way, possibly during the summer when it is slow and we are we are on break from doing the doing the show. So if you would like us to come to the area of your where you reside, your area, in your fact. area, if you happen to know of a venue that that hosts steampunk or neo vintage or crazy electro swing events and things and you think that we might possibly uh, fit in. Or you just there. want us to come. Or you just want us to come. Let us know. Send us an email uh, at clockworkcabaret at gmail.com and, and tell us of a venue in your area and we'll figure out how to make it work. We are we are willing to travel. We do actually like to travel. Well, we like going to the... Pl- we like being in different places. The getting there... And sometimes, sometimes get complicated, especially with Gertrude and airships and lack of airships and Gertrude. And when certain individuals lose their identification and yes. try to board things like planes. Yes, yes. So, so that's always fun. Got real familiar with the TSA this year, guys. Yes, <laughs> multiple times. Just saying. Hey, TSA agents. <laughs> So, but if you do, if you if you would like us to come, if there's a convention in your area, if there's just an event, if there's something happening cool that you we don't you think we don't know about, yes, let please. us know about it. Yeah, let us know Fix because that. because we might share it with our l- listeners too. Yeah. Uh, Even it, if we can't come, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll let other people know. Yeah, it's we try and cull the the interwebs for various events and things and try and share with people, but it's really hard. We don't have a lot of free time. So, <laughs> believe it or not, this 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 podcast takes up a lot of the little free time we have. Yes, I know it doesn't seem like it. Yes, we're laughing the whole time. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, but actually, it does. Actually, yes. Yeah, it does actually this take is, a large part of our free this time. This is more than a part time job that we Strange. don't get paid yes, for. Strangely, it is. So. <laughs> But we enjoy it and we yes. love it, and we would also love to share it with other people and bring it to the areas. And so this year is the is the once again another year of the hustle. Could we could we come up with a different like the, could we come up with a different dance other than the hustle? The hustle. Uh, Maybe this is the year of the electric slide. Yes. Okay. So the 2016 electric slide. year of the electric slide. We promise we won't play the, the electric, electric slide, slide. <laughs> or the hustle. <laughs> no, because both of them are terrible. No, well, they're all those name a name a dance song that you enjoy. The Macarena. <laughs> no. no, no. Uh, boogie oogie oogie till I can't boogie no more. The no. mashed potato, maybe the mashed potato. The oh, twist. I do. The tw- I do the like twist the twist and the mashed potato. All I right. do like the Klaus Nomi version of the twist, though. Oh, <laughs> which it's is just because you can't actually do the no, twist to it. That is actually why I appreciate it. So, <laughs> so, so a little known fact: gonna open, the, gonna gonna break down the fourth wall. My mother, at the age of twelve, mm-hmm. won a twist contest. So 
the twist was a very it was a staple in your was house. Was a staple dance. I learned how to do it at a very very young age. It was a and a bunch of other ridiculous dances. My my mother, Mama Attica. Also the minuet. I actually I used to do the minuet. I've never learned the minuet. It's really easy. I'll show you later <laughs> yeah, during no, the you, song you break. S- you say that like I'll be able to do it. <laughs> Mama Attercup was an excellent dancer, as were my grandparents. My grandparents actually won swing contests oh. as young individuals. My my mother, excellent dancer. Yeah, didn't get passed down. Well, my or mo- it didn't get passed to you. <laughs> yeah, my mom tried really hard to teach me the electric slide. Did not work. One of your brothers is probably a secretly really, really I, good dancer. Well, actually, I do. One of my brothers is a really good dancer. If the judging, and if the if I can judge that based on how well he does the Carlton dance. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I don't know. You should well to be. It's he's ridiculously good at it. So I guess all the talent went to him. Uh, at several clockwork balls, I have had professional. This is not a lie. Professional dancers, professional ballroom dancers, try to teach me to waltz. The easiest dance that there is in dancedom. And I could not get it. She had to resort to just yanking me in the proper direction. And the legs were not necessarily going where they were. She would just kick my feet in the direction they were supposed to go. As the eldest eldest child of the Davenport Mm. family, I would like to point out that the fact that I can't dance with people uh, doing waltzes and things for a very good reason. You're trying to lead? Yes. Oh, she tried to let me lead. And, and when that didn't work, she just took over. Well, yeah. Well, the whole problem <laughs> is that, that you have confidence. It, like, there's only been one. There's been two two gentlemen that I have been able to waltz with as the passive partner. Mm-hmm in my life, and both of which knew, had the right stance and knew exactly how to do it properly, and um, they they basically dipped me into submission. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, you were very tiny. Yes. <laughs> they spun me around and dipped me. And, and then that, were like, now we're going! That, and that took the fight right out of me. <laughs> As anyone who has witnessed me in a clockwork ball, they will know confidence is not the problem. No, that is true. Ability is the problem. No, it is true. Because you can show me all the steps a thousand times and push me into the right direction and kick my feet to where they're supposed to go, and I still will not be able to figure it out. It's just too much. There's too much going on. Like, which foot is going where? I don't know. It's probably because you overthink it and you get stressed out about it. Whatever the reason. Yes. it's, It's not happening. So, so if you want to see that in your city, you would love to see that in your city. You would love to see some overconfident, terrible dancing. I'm your lady. This is Believe probably me. not how you're. This is probably not how we should sell. sell the, Do you like to see people who shouldn't be dancing doing it with confidence? Do you like they watching might, someone going? Is that a move? Who? Where did? Is is she pretending to is be she, Noel Fielding? Pretending she, to be Kate Bush? Is she dancing at me? <laughs> the, the answer to both those questions is yes. Yes, I am. You too could have that in your city. <laughs> you will talk about it for weeks oh, afterwards. Oh, at least. I guarantee you will have never seen anything else like it. I'm saying it'll be good. I'm just saying it'll be an experience. 
So if you want that kind of experience, <laughs> contact us at clockworkcabaret at gmail.com and we can make that happen. We can make it happen for you. All right. be for somebody's friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be for somebody's. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that. Who else but a for somebody will sit down Again, I'm aware that my candid opinion may sting. Though often my frank observation might scold. I've been meaning to tell you for years, you should keep your hair natural like mine. If I kept my hair natural like yours, I'd be bald. But, darling, we'll always be dear companions. My crony, my mate, will always be harmonizing. Orphan Annie and Sandy, like Amos and Andy. If I say that your sense of style's as far off as your youth, it's simply that. Who else but a for somebody will tell you the whole stinking truth? Each time that a critic has written, your voice is the voice of a frog. Straight to your side to defend you, I rush. You know that I'm there every time that the world makes an unkind remark. When they say Vera Charles is the world's greatest lush. It hurts me And if I say your fangs are showing Mame pull in your claws It's simply that Who else but a somebody Will notice the obvious flaws I feel it's my duty to tell you it's time to adjust to your age. You try to be a peg of my heart when you're Lady Macbeth. Exactly how old are you, Vera? The truth. How old do you think? Oh, I'd say somewhere in between 40 and death. But sweetie, I'll Always be Alice Toklas if you'll be Gertrude Stein. And though I'll admit I've dished you, I've gossiped and gloated, but I'm so devoted. And if I say that sex and guts made you into a star, it's simply that who else but a for somebody will tell you Remember that, who else but a poor 
Clang. Friendship, it's so important in life, but it's different at work. Time spent with friends at work robs your employer of opportunity, and robbing people is wrong. Clang. Friendship, it's the same as stealing.
White Stripes with We're Going to Be Friends. Before that, we had Janet Klein and her parlor boys with a little bit independent and starting off our set with Angela Lansbury and personal hero, Beatrice Arthur with Bosom Buddies. It's it's not a lie. She is your personal hero. She is a personal hero (laughs) because no one can shut someone down with a look like B. Arthur. It's true. Uh, So I actually heard a... uh, a very humorous story about Ethel Merman. <laughs> Do tell. That that does it involve me. B. Arthur? No. Oh. However, because because the name because how we named this episode, there's no business like playing, playing business, business based on the there's no business like show business, which was a song that Ethel Merman was quite well known for. I was this this is some history, kids. Yes, Ethel Merman being a very she was a mezzo-soprano with a big voice. She could hold a note 
longer than most human beings. She could, who yeah. knows? Who knows how she was able to do this? I don't know. It was all in the diaphragm. But nonetheless, when she was on, once when she was on stage do it performing the show Call Me Madam, mm-hmm. a heckler in the audience, <laughs> a drunken heckler. I already like where this is going. Was was annoying the audience and Ethel Merman on Madam stage. Merman. In the middle of a song, mm-hmm. she's singing. She gets to a point in the near the end of the song where she belts out the last few notes of this song, stops, walks off the stage into the audience, grabs the gentleman, walks him out the stage door, and essentially boots him out, <laughs> comes back into the stage, walks up the stairs, and then finishes the last note of the song because without breaking, without... With singing the whole time? Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, holding the speed, and then never, <laughs> and never, and never misses a mark. And then gets back on the stage That's and finishes beautiful. the song, like, and does the, and finishes the song without ever making mention of what just occurred. That's beautiful. Yes. Because she apparently. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? She's yes. singing at you. Yes. She's singing at you and escorting you out. And so, yeah. so, yes. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Well, Ethel that Merman. Be- oh, Ethel. Yes. She also uh, once w- was nominated, I believe, for a Tony for Gypsy Mm -hmm. up against Mary Martin for Sound of Music and Lost. And her response was essentially, well, you can't can't, uh, shake down a nun. (laughs) (laughs) You could. (laughs) You could, but, you know. It's not classy. Yes, so. (laughs) Oh, let let that be a lesson to the the younger viewers out there, listeners out there. Don't. Don't, don't try to hassle old show business folks. Yes, well. They, they are funnier and smarter and have been doing it longer than you. I, I have watched many a would-be heckler get shut down well, it's, beautifully because, like, don't know. Well, well it's you, also the fact that if you think about, if you think about the fact that during uh, vaudeville, during vaudeville, yeah. vaudeville was the only source of entertainment at the time. Heckling uh, was part of the... Heckling was basically... It was the equivalent of you sitting and going, oh, what are you doing when you're watching television? Right. The only thing is is that the the actors aren't there to stand there and look at you when you're saying that. So during vaudeville, it was actually quite commonplace that the actors would break character and respond or the or the orchestra would say something or right. because they they shut you up basically. Yes. And and so that but that's something that, that we as modern as modern viewers and modern people, we don't we don't often get experience that. And so yes, so be you should uh, be a little uh, think twice. Think twice before speaking to an elderly person because sometimes they have way more um, uh, experience <laughs> at being. Have, they have way more experience than you. They will shut you down and fast. Verbal fortitude. <laughs> That's right. They they have already heard everything you're about to say. Yes, and already have a response. Speaking to someone who is middle aged and dresses. Kind of like a weirdo, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, you might have noticed that about me. Yeah, don't, 
And when junior members of, of society try to say something funny, it's like, honey, I've already, sir, I've already heard this, and I have no less than five different responses, and I'm going to pick the one that will probably hurt your feelings the most. Yes, if I'm true. in a, if I'm in a catty mood. Sometimes yeah, I, I'm I, not. I generally... Sometimes I just smile and thank them for the compliment that they haven't paid me. That usually confuses them. Yes. No, I often just go, okay, and then walk away. <laughs> because honestly, I don't have time for that kind of well, stuff. I don't have time for their shenanigans. I don't have time for these I have stuff to do. I have stuff to do. I, I found a, gen- a genuine thank you for a compliment that wasn't paid. Confuses oh, them yes. often that, enough. That's often <laughs> nice hair. Thank you. I like it too. And then you walk away, and they're confused. Yes. Oh, that does work. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but wait. That wasn't a compliment. They scream, fist raised to an uncaring god. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you've strolled away, and you've purchased alcohol and ice cream, and are going to eat it for dinner <laughs> because you are an adult. Uh, you're a grown up. I've also been known to say that. <laughs> Thank you for your compliment. I'm going to go purchase alcohol and ice cream and eat it for dinner. Have a nice day. <laughs> feel a little bit like Vincent Price yes. saying that. Have a nice day, children. <laughs> now I'm creeped out and confused. <laughs> and my job here is done. Now I suddenly want to watch House of Wax. <laughs> the original. The original. <laughs> Don't tell me Vincent Price is going to die this year. I think he's already dead. <gasps> you didn't know? I didn't I th- think he was mortal. <gasps> I thought for sure you knew this already. <laughs> oh no. Uh-oh. Are we going to have to go through an autobiography of all of the list of all the people that you like and make sure that they're not they have uh, passed no, on? No. No. I read You know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Okay. I don't. Okay. Good. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to play some more music. I'm, I'm sorry about Vincent Price. I didn't want to be the one to have to tell you. Didn't you? No, I really didn't. <laughs> baby, 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 baby. Listen what I say.
Machines. When you were little, you wanted to be one. Now we're working to make that happen by taking the best things about people and the best things about machines and combining them into something strong and we hope loving. Clang. Man and machines. Best friends forever. Sing like the birds up in a tree, and the 
plaster and the dressing was a blessing down all three of my sides. I've been left to dangle at a funny angle from the top of a snowy ski slope mountain pine. As I lay in bed with a sense of dread, my lovely wife appeared with her seductive curve. She tried to comfort me with trigonometry, saying, honey, you'll soon get back your 90 was Biscuit Head and the Biscuit Badgers with I'm a Triangle. Before that, we had Good Co. with Set Me Free, and starting off our set was Buddy and Julie Miller with Gasoline and Matches. And do you know what this week is, Emmett? Librarian extraordinaire. I feel like I should. You should. But it's t- it's it's the birth of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I do did know that. I, I actually saw something about it earlier today and right. was gonna and meant to note that. And then, meant to note it. Drink then, a cask of Amontillado. Yes. Perhaps. Or speaking of Vincent Price or whatever else he. Well, actually, the later in life he was just whatever anyone handed him. <laughs> but. <laughs> well, he did not have a happy life. He did not. <laughs> And, and you know, like all of the, I, I just recently learned this. I didn't realize it because, you know, all the rumors that float around yes. about Edgar Allan Poe, about how he 
married his first cousin, which is true. Yes. And had an affair with his aunt and yes. all of these other crazy things. Yes. Apparently, most of these, he did marry his first cousin yes. when she was very, very young. Yes. But apparently, it was a marriage of convenience. It yes. was in order to support her. Right. Because she didn't have any family that could. And that was the best and easiest way to get her out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, might not have actually been a romantic relationship. Right. It could have just been a marriage of convenience. Uh, also, well, the only American, great prestigious American to marry a first cousin. Just saying. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, but apparently all the stuff about the aunt and being a re- unrepentant alcoholic yeah. and all that, and uh, all lies. Oh. Yeah, the um, his arch enemy after he died, was actually the one who wrote his biography. <gasps> yeah, including, I believe, his eulogy. I could be wrong about that. I'd have to Google it. I'd have to of, look it up. What but. kind of things do you have to do in order to get an arch enemy? Uh, be Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, well, they, I mean, honest, because... <laughs> they, well, they, they hated each other. Yes. They were always catting at each other in the media, and so, oh. yeah. It would be like, I don't know, after, after you died, Thaddeus von Klang writing a biography about your life and just being like, you know, she had an unusual relationship with koalas. Not saying that it was something bad or untoward, but saying a little unusual. And then, you know, biographers over the years run with that. And uh, there's actually very little known about Edgar Allan Poe's personal life. Oh, well... Other than the one lies of my printed by his arch enemy. Well, one of my favorite autobiographies that written by... You would think an autobiography would get it right. Yeah. Well, no. Actually, it was by a... Seven, I believe he's 17th century Italian artist, sculptor... <laughs> ben, Benito Cellini, I believe. <laughs> yes. Who made up lies. claims of, ver- of great things that he actually did not... Do. I like that guy. He, yes, uh, and because he, because his I his apparently his thought was that who's going to know? How yeah. are you going to find out? It's <laughs> in the future. Yes, who in the future? How will you know? Because <laughs> we you weren't because you weren't here. We know now. <laughs> but in the 17th century, when he was when he was writing his autobiography, he thought, oh, yeah, I like I'll, him. I'll take a risk. We'll yeah. see what happens. I'm not going to be alive for anybody to, yes. you know, how you gonna, throw it in my face. Right. How are you going to How are you going to come back and harass me about this later? I you like can't. that guy. Yes. Yeah, no, he seems like somebody you would like. Yeah. No, also, if you just tell continuous lies about things, <laughs> you lied about that. I did. I did indeed. I did actually. <laughs> I lied about I, a lot of things. I will tell you that, that, that uh, one, of, one of the ridiculous uh, fictional history lies that we once spread during a fictional history tour lesson came back to haunt me <laughs> where where i actually Wait, this show is not historically accurate no no i'm, I'm, I'm i know i know you're shocked i know you're shocked but uh so throughout the years on occasion the davenport sisters have been known to uh to to post a uh, a fictional history walking tour where we take people on a jaunt around a historic town and we we tell them embellish we embellish some history historical facts about said town mostly because 
the the real history is kind of boring oh, and and that happens with real history. Yes, a lot of real history is is a little dull. And so I I had it brought back to me that someone then repeated one of the things that I had I knew for a fact that Claude had made up <laughs> and was standing there going, "Oh, yes, that is Yes, I've heard that before. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and I and I didn't want to break it. I didn't oh. want to. I didn't want to ask where they had heard that because because <laughs> because I happen to have known for a fact that it was made up. Yeah, you didn't want him to think too hard about the source. Yes, Emmett, I, I think we're missing a whole prime opportunity here. Oh, are really? I was just thinking. Uh, you know, yes. made up history. Yes, we work for Clang now. Yes, Clang has a whole real estate. I guess you could say tentacle. Yes. Because they're more like, yeah, tentacles of reaching into various things. Yeah, yeah, no, we just make up some haunted houses and then we turn them into B&Bs. Oh, yeah, and then tell them. We pull a whole Lizzie Borden thing. Oh. I'm not saying the Lizzie Borden mansion isn't really haunted. I'm just saying I may know some things with some people. (laughs) Oh, all right. Yeah, well, I used to live in St. Augustine. For a brief period in time, I lived in St. Alex in Florida. I'm just going to say some of the places that are now on the historical haunted tour might not be 100% genuine. Oh, well, there you go. Well, you come up with a good enough story and repeat it to enough people, and there you go. Well, there you go. Well, Mm -hmm. I would imagine that most historical haunted There's There's a thing about a tile in Flagler College that's got the face of Henry Flagler in it. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know. The funeral procession went through there. Oh. And all the doors and windows slammed shut at the same time. Oh. And then a face appeared in that tile. It isn't a random amount of blobs that happened to resemble kind of a human face. Oh. No. It was it's, purposeful. And it wasn't proof, there before. It's proof of a trapped spirit. Supernatural. Supernatural Supernatural. Entity. And the fourth floor is haunted. Yes. By the group of... The uh, rats. Well, no, it Squirrels. was the <laughs> it was the newspaper. It was a student newspaper that was on the fourth floor at one point and painted a bunch of astrological symbols on the walls in the nineteen seventies. But they don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> For all they know, they've been there originally, and then you know, in the eighteen hundreds, people were super into seances, so why not? <laughs> Just saying, I enjoyed my time in Saint Augustine, <laughs> and I feel like I can. I can I can move forward with these skills that I have honed go. over a oh, lifetime. So what you're saying is that our 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 being forced to work for Clang may this might be a good thing. No, oh, you saying. may have found your calling. I have worked for them in the past, but not this um, level. Well, I wouldn't say like this that there wasn't this promise of economic benefit for oh. me. Oh. That's what we can put it that way. You're going to have okay. to learn how to spin things if you're going to be in a corporation, oh, Emmett. I don't know. You're going to have to learn this. words like synergy. Ooh. That sounds filthy. You're going to have to learn the Seven Sigma s- system. I don't. The Seven Sigma system. Say it with. Well, put, put, play some music and we'll practice okay. that. At, I, we'll practice that, that in the ba- sounds, break. That sounds horrible. It's a, it's a system and it involves sigmas and there are seven. Oh, I don't even know. All right, I'm playing some music. Who wants to be a millionaire? I don't. Have flashy flunkies everywhere? I don't. 
wants the father of a country estate. A country estate is something I'd hate. Who wants to wallow in champagne? I don't. Who wants a supersonic plane? I don't. Who wants a private landing field too? I don't. And I don't, cause, cause all I, I want is you. wants to be a millionaire? I do. Who wants uranium to spare? I don't. Who wants to journey on a gigantic yacht? Do I want a yacht? Oh, how I do not. Who wants a fancy foreign car? I do. Who wants to tire of caviar? Who wants a marble swimming pool too? And I don't, cause all I want is you. Who wants to be a millionaire? I don't. And go to every swell affair? <laughs> Who wants to ride behind a liveried chauffeur? A liveried chauffeur? Do I want? No, sir. Who wants an opera box, I'll bet? No, I don't. And sleep through Wagner at the mid. Oh, I don't. Who wants to corner Cartier's too? I don't. And I don't. Cause all I want is you. Clang. The environment. Everyone likes it. And so we do too. That's why we're committed to saving it. Clang is turning every one of our airships 100% green. It's ridiculously expensive, and spending money makes us sad. But we're doing it because we love nature, even when it's being mean or just acting stupid. Clang, greening our world. The French are glad to die for love. They delight in fighting. Jewels, but I prefer a man who lives and gives expensive jewels. It's 
that's Danger Mouse and Sparkle Horse featuring Suzanne Vega with The Man Who Played God. Before that, we had the Pupini Sisters with Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friends, plural. And starting off our set was Frank Sinatra with Felice Home with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Celeste Home. Celeste Home. It's Celeste. I know it is. <laughs> You're doing I I so think, well, though. I know. Things. I think I was thinking of Celine Dion for some oh. reason. Ugh. I don't know. Okay. Sometimes I just think about Celine Dion. I'm, I wonder what she's doing. How she's doing. That sounds horrible. If you know, if she still likes to beat on her chest when she sings, but probably. You know, this is just the thoughts that go through my head. Oh. Lovely. These are the deep thoughts brought to you by the Clockwork Cabaret. Oh, yes. And if you like these deep thoughts and would like us to continue doing the thing that we do, you can help support us in one of two ways. That's right. Not just one way. Two ways. You can donate to us directly a one-time amount via PayPal. Or you can donate a monthly stipend of either a dollar or $10 through Patreon. Wait, uh, what was that word? Stipend. It's a word. It's a word I just invented. Stipend. You could ask people for a stipend. I ask people for a stipend. It's like a stipend, but better. You know why? Because it's got more syllables. Oh, yes, sure. And you can do that by going to clockworkcabaret.com, where all of that information is there for you. Yeah, it's got donate buttons or donate buttons. It's okay, listeners. You and I know what the real words are. Emmett is just common. If you would also like to follow us on the various social media sites, i.e. Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook, you can also find those buttons there. You can follow the Clockwork Cabaret directly or Emmett Davenport or Lady Adderkop individually. It's up to you. We're not going to judge either way. We're not keeping track. <laughs> really not. <laughs> You would like to hear us babbling into the inane void. Please follow us on Twitter. Find out what we had for lunch. Also, watch watch as we have gift wars with each other. That's also something that occasionally happens. Let's spend the next two hours sending gifts to each other. Especially, and That's right. I said gif. That isn't a pronunciation error. No, that's actually how you pronounce Folks. it. Folks. Yes. Also, graphics interface. Also, the fact that oftentimes what what might fill you with more humor is the fact that when we do those things, we're usually sitting right next to each yeah, other. Yeah, no, it's usually pretty weird. <laughs> Not always, but Not, most of the time. <laughs> but quite a bit. All right. I think I've embarrassed myself enough for Really? All I was doing is, oh, well, yeah, no, the, the, the everything else, not embarrassed. <laughs> this last set, oh, it's getting my, look at that, my no, bronchitis is acting no, up. Look like, at so you. You're going to have to get your inhaler. <laughs> that would be funny if it wasn't true, Emmett, because it's true, it's just hurtful. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I was trying to be funny. I forgot you actually had an inhaler. <laughs> I forgot you have a real problem breathing. Push your glasses up. I just push a button.
Clang. Diversity. Just the thought of it makes people smile. We believe everyone works best when they work together, even if they're just standing around. Just like we enjoy varieties of food, we enjoy varieties of people, even though we can't eat them. At Clang, we're committed to a multi ethnic workplace. You can shake on it. Clang. Diversity. Good for us.
and you're stupid. You and you can call me stupid, and you, well, you and your ruffian friends used to play tricks on me and never treated me nice. Uh, listen, I, I have never had any ruffian you friends. You had ruffian. We my never. brother had ruffian friends. They used to come over to my house and say, "Hi there, I'm a ruffian friend of your brother." They, you know what I'll they told wanted, me to do? They we were giving you good advice. You were giving me good Direction. Advice. That's all you needed was a little direction. Good direction. We huh? tried to give you. You know what they made me? They, they gave me a direction. They said they told me to trade my bubble gum and chew the trading cards. <laughs> we never did that. Yes, you did. No, we did. I ruined the whole 1949 St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> now, that's, that is not the truth. We, have, we never did anything like that. I treated you... As good as any brother could no. treat his brother. You were I gave you my toys when I didn't want no, them anymore. No, didn't I did everything for you. You were evil, mean and wicked and bad and nasty. <laughs> you, you tried to set yourself up as a, a, a super sibling. I don't know why you're what talking like that. The, my brother, they gave my brother, my, my, my mom never, hardly ever liked me at all. And I, <laughs> And always like my brother, and they and they gave me some Lincoln logs to build little I cabins. I gave you those Lincoln logs, and they yeah, but you had termites in them. <laughs> I didn't. And know I called a exterminator. Yeah. And mom smacked me right. What do you need a exterminator for? I said, Well, my brother, super sibling Dicky, put termites in my Lincoln logs. You did so. I did not. You did so. You're, you're just making everything up, and I don't. Uh, one I don't time, appreciate a little it. parakeet flew in our window. Yeah, I remember that. A you didn't parakeet. do anything to help that. Well, why didn't you? You saw him. You could have no, helped him. No, I couldn't. That parakeet. There was a. My mom was. My mom was making some hot chocolate. Had a whole pot of boi boiling hot hot Rotten milk. Pot of hot milk. Yeah. Hot milk there, and you didn't help that parakeet. I, you were closer. Why didn't you help? I couldn't say anything. I had those trading cards in my mouth. <laughs> and that parakeet flew right into that boiling milk, and I don't like cream of those parakeet. <laughs> Hey, that's that's a pun, isn't it? No, that really happened. <laughs> now that is enough. I don't want to hear and any more. And mom made me eat it. Now, now get out of here. She didn't know. <laughs> How was it? Tasted like feathers. <laughs> tasted like a, a cream of asparagus. <laughs> it's not something you want to have every night. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Smothers Brothers with You Can Call Me Stupid. Before that, we had Adam and the Ants with Feed Me to the Lions. And starting off our set was Nathaniel Johnstone with Portrait of a Killer. We shouldn't put comedy sketches that are funnier than ours on the show. Oh, is that a new rule? <laughs> it's not a rule. It's just a little bit of advice oh. that we should maybe follow. And oh, and speaking of sketches, in case you're wondering, most of the time we, we're fairly certain we, we wear our, what we're imitating on our sleeve. It's fairly obvious, but as we have been complimented by about these clang bits, I feel like we should mention, we didn't write them. No. They're from a TV show, guys. Yeah. Except well, for the clash, the, cla the clang clash, the clang cash for kids. We wrote that one. Yeah. Well, and actually uh, several of the things that the, the, we, we were inspired by uh, a, a short-lived TV show called Better Off Ted, and uh, it was... A lot of the stuff actually is things that we say to each other quite a bit. <laughs> we, so, we which it, is why, which is why we thought it worked really we, well. But so. we we do want to be clear. Yes, we don't yes. want to be like somebody that's like, "Hey, yes. <laughs> like we're not we're not trying to fool you." Yes, we're, 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 most of the time it's just a little bit more obvious. Uh, 
<laughs> Since somebody did say, those kids are funnier than your usual stuff. No uh, one said that. <laughs> they didn't. I was trying to do a bit. Oh, I was sorry. trying to do a bit, Emmett. Insulting us. Yeah, well, that's what makes that's good, good, good comedy. Makes me sad. It's good comedy when you, you're self-deprecating. Oh, Clang paid you a lot of money to say that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, I'm, I. Well, but but but, Typical. I spent it on alcohol that I was going to share with you. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah, well, then I, I bought that. us not one, not two, but three bottles of absinthe. That's oh. two for me and half a bottle for you. Oh. The other half goes to Ducky. Oh, I have to share with Ducky. Well, you don't have to. Now he's probably listening to the show, and then now he knows, and he's going to come looking for me. <laughs> well, it's better than him sharing with you than with me, because I got paid, and those other two bottles are mine. Oh. <laughs> this is, that's what's called trickle-down economics. This is trickle-down economics at its finest. It's true. Yeah. I learned that from Betty Sackface, the real Betty Sackface. Call back to an earlier sketch. Comedy pro. We should end the show. It's not going to get any better than that. No. All right. And with that, we're going to say goodbye uh, with one of our favorite musicians, Tom Waits, and God's Away on Business. We'll see you guys next week.
my eyes like a coin sock, baby. Let her ring, let her ring. We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvellous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey. Broadcasting your marvelous music and sail on to glory. If you would like to find out more about this program, please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C L O C K W R K Cabaret.